Okay. We're going to be in James chapter 2. And we'll be starting around the 14th verse. And the topic for that chapter would be working faith instead of spurious faith. That's S-P-U-R-I-O-U-S. And I'm assuming I pronounced it correctly as I could. Spurious faith. Amen. Spurious faith is not genuine faith. Nor is it authentic. Nor are it true. Not from what it claims or pretend to be. Or proper source. And it is counterfeit. Wow. Sometimes false, something's false and not what it appears to be. This type of faith is all mouth and no action. Talk a good game, but have no faith in what you're speaking. You know, we, we are, uh, Bab it and grab it and claim it and and whatever else y'all call it, but hey, it don't come from your mouth, it comes from your action. Amen. You claim to know God by faith, but have no association with him by faith. Wow. What are you saying? You claim to know God by the faith that you say you have, but you don't depend on him when the going gets tough. Huh? You lose heart when you think things is going all wrong instead of boosting up your faith, boosting up your belief that you have in God. You know, faith starts working when it gets tough. On the shelf, faith ain't no good. Faith's supposed to spring into action when things seem to get so to the point that the human action cannot get it done. So it needs faith to step in and come in and do an action that you can't do. That's faith. Therefore, you need to have a need of being real with yourself and with God so you can get some help. One thing for certain, if we don't be real with ourselves, it's impossible for us to be real with God. If we lie to ourselves about our condition, guess what? You don't lie to God about your condition. You can be all messed up and talk about, I'm all right. No, you ain't. You know you ain't. Come on now. When things is bottomed out in your life, you are not all right. I got problems. I need somebody to help me get a prayer through. Come on, somebody. 
You got to learn how to be real with yourself in order for you to get some real help. You need to let God know, saying, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Because there's still some of that stuff in there. Come on, y'all. Amen. You believe God to a certain point, but if it really get hot in the kitchen, Lord, how much can you believe God to put the fire out? Or is you gonna take out the running? Because you know, sometimes when the when the when the battle gets hot, we take out and run. Uh, but God said He'll make a way for your escape, not for you to make a way for it. And then we have this thing called working faith. Shows up and goes into action even when the odds are against the natural outcome. Come on now. Working faith calls for divine miracles to spring into action and God gets the glory. Your faith at work causes someone to see the true and living God at work in you. Working faith in the word of God causes it to become a living being of power of God springing into divine action doing what man failed to do or what man cannot do. Working faith causes the power of God to show up. It ain't about you about you being there. It's about the power of God being there. And if the faith is not in working order, guess what? Don't look for the power of God to show up. Why? Because if your faith is not in working action, there's too much unbelief still in there that you won't identify. Mm. You don't know how it was done, but you know who done the miraculous move. I don't know how it was done, Jane, but I know who done it. Amen. And that's got to be your testimony. I don't know how I got through that, but I know who brought me through it. Working faith don't wait until it see a way out. And normally that's what we get caught up in is trying to see our way out. But working faith don't wait till it see a way out to have faith, Jane. But it stands sure that God would make a way out of no way. Amen. Your heart and mind has got to be fixed on the fact that I believe the report of the Lord. Come on now. That God said when I call, he will say, here I am. Amen. My faith rests on the fact that God said in his word that he is a very present help in the time of trouble. And if your faith can't rest in them scriptures, guess what? If your faith can't rest in the word of God, it don't have nothing else to rest on. Come on now. If it's not resting on the word of God, what are you basing it on? What are you basing it on that you got faith if it ain't in the word of God? You know what? People got faith in a whole lot of stuff that don't have nothing to do with God. Come on now. Sometimes they dumb enough to put faith in themselves. Amen. 
understand until they hit a crash course. And then when they hit a crash course, they get the holler, help Lord. Amen. But you know what I found out? God know how to make you call on him. Huh? God know how to make you call his name. Amen. All you got to do is get your back up against the wall and don't see no way out. And guess what? All of that, uh, all of that muscle that you thought that you had, come on somebody, all that toughness that you thought you were, God will make you uncle in a minute. Because the one thing that we were taught when we were coming up, when you think you tough, it's somebody out there tougher. You just ain't ran into them yet. <laughs> Let's go to James 14 through 18. James chapter 2. 14 through 18. We'll read the passage of scripture and then we'll bag up and, and I'll talk about it us a little bit to keep from stopping at every passage of scripture. Amen. So if you found it, let's start reading at the 14th verse down through the 18th, please. What do it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he had faith and have not worked, can faith save him? Our uh, sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warm and filled. Notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful to the body. What do it profit? Even so, faith, if it had not works, is dead, being alone. Yep, a man may say, Thou hast faith and have works. Shall I not? And I will show thee my faith by my works. Now, here the simple remedy of this scripture is what would it profit you to have faith and don't have nothing to back it up? Huh? What does it profit a brethren? or anyone to profess to have faith if he have no good works. Not just works, good works. This good works is in the kingdom. Come on, somebody. Because guess what? That's where the faith is found, in the kingdom. So this faith is talking about kingdom work. Your good works must be uh, acceptable in the sight of God. Come on, somebody. And you say you got faith and don't have no works. Can your faith save your soul without works? No, because the Bible tells us that we got to give an account of all the deeds that is in the body. Am I right about that? So faith has no works is dead because of the action of obedience to back it up. Now, Faith acts off of obedience. Oh, Lord, have mercy. We messed up right there. Come on now. 
Faith produces of her obedience to the word of God. If it do not obey the word of God, your faith is dead. How you going to tell me you got faith and you can't do what God tell you to do? You might have some faith, but it's in somebody else. And I hope it ain't that other daddy. Come on, somebody. So, obedience bags it up. No deed, but by itself, it is powerless and inoperative without obedience. Genuine faith operates in obedience to God's word. Faith without doing what God said is not faith at all. But if you are working up, if you are a work in progress in the word of God, it's carried true belief in the, in the God that you say you serve. True faith doesn't work for a pat on the back, but it works to glorify God. Amen. Does your faith have any employment? Uh-uh. If your faith don't have any employment, that means it don't work. Do your faith have any laboring in the things that you profess in Christ Jesus? If your faith is not at work, it is not faith at all. A mere profession of faith does not mean that you, that you have the possession of faith. Professing faith is one thing. Possessing faith is another. There's a lot of folks uh, profess to have faith. But just guess what? The difference come in is, is who is possessing faith. Amen. So, and when you look at when I look at verse uh, 18 in that same chapter, it says, Yea, a man said that thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy work. Show me what you possess in God without works in God. Ooh. The app said, but someone will say to you then, you said you have faith, and I said I have works. Now you show me your alleged faith apart from any good works, and I'll show you my faith by my works of obedience. Uh-uh. So here James is again. Said there is no faith outside of obedience to God. Because who's going to bag your faith up? If you can't obey God, who you got to bag your faith that you got faith? Who's going to bag it up? Who's going to stand up? Who's going to stand up and speak for you? That you got faith, but yet still you can't obey God. The Holy Ghost ain't. Because you ain't going to trick the Holy Ghost in the line for you. Come on now. <laughs> Man, you, you might pick up a tongue somewhere, but it don't have to be the Holy Ghost tongue. Amen. If the Holy 
Ghost going to tell you anything. The Holy Ghost going to tell you to repent. And go and do your what? God said, go do your first works. So that tells me that guess what? Your faith is inoperable if it don't have no works to bag it up. Did that make sense? So your work has got to be in obedience to God in order for you to show God you got some faith in him. And what your obedience got to be? You got to stand on the word of God. Amen. You got to know that the word of God is true. The Bible said the word of God is true and let every man be a lie. Amen. Let's go to James 19 and 20. Let's read those two verses. That there is one God. Thou does well. The devil also believe and tremble. But when thou know, O vain man, that faith is what? It is D-E-A-D, dead, have no life, need to be taken out and buried. Because that's what they do with dead stuff, don't they? Come on now. The answer said, you believe that God is one. You do well. So do the demons believe that he's one. <laughs> so just believing he's one is not enough. Come on, somebody. They believe in tremble. They believe in go into terror. Hello, somebody. And it's horrifying. <laughs> you mean to tell me the demon got enough sense to be horrified at the presence of God and we act like it don't mean nothing. Wow. They are horrified. Such as made a man half stand up on his skin. That's how horrified they is of God. You know, I have heard y'all sometimes, ooh, the Holy Ghost must be moving. My hair stood up on my arm. You better make sure that was the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> Woo! Got to do more than that. Amen. Are you willing to be shown proof that you are productive? Wow. Are you willing to be shown? And, and, and after that, are you willing to be shown, you foolish, unproductive, spiritual deficiency fellow? Wow. Boy, he talked about us, didn't he? So just because you believe there's one God is really not enough. The devil knows that. Amen. He knows that because he was up there. He know it ain't but one God up there. Come on, somebody. He got you believing in three gods and four and five and many more. He believed that there's one God and the devil knows that and he's on his way to the lake of fire. If he know there's one God, that must not be enough just to know and he's on his way to the lake. 
So it's got to be more to us than just knowing that there is one God. It's got to be more to us than knowing that God is above. Because guess what? If we don't know in obedience to faith, guess what? We're headed to the same lake. Never know where he is. We don't. We act, we, we act like we're on our way to heaven just like we're here. Huh? We act like we got a reserved seat. <laughs> but the book told us to work out our own salvation in fear and trembling. Huh? So guess what? You got to get concerned about the salvation that you possess. Come on now. You, 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 you got to monitor you. You got to monitor your faith about the salvation that you said you have. Come on now. So, the devil knows what's going on. We don't. Therefore, if your life is not productive in faith, you are unproductive. You are a dud. You know what a dud is. You are a dud and are spiritually deficient. Faith apart from work, good works is inactive and ineffective and worthless. Wow. Who wants some worthless faith? Come on, somebody. Go to Matthew 8 real quick. Now, I, 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 I want to tell y'all now, this James talking about y'all, not me. My name ain't James. <laughs> Let's make sure we get that straight. My name is not James. Verses 28 through 32. Matthew 8. And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Mercury, there met him two possessed with devils. Not one, but two. You know, we've been called, we've been saying this man was possessed. Here in the book of Matthew, it said it was two of them possessed. Go ahead, Monique. And he said unto them, Go. And when they were come out, they 
Balaam, the demons was, was able to recognize that it was Jesus and that they knew that Jesus was in control. Come on, somebody. And guess what? It's because that we have not fully been walking in the word of God. They don't recognize who we are. They see us, but they also see we ain't got no control. We have no authority. But Jesus left us authority through the Holy Ghost. So that means that evidently our Holy Ghost been diluted. Our Holy Ghost been put on the shelf. Our Holy Ghost done ran out of his battery power. Our Holy Ghost done went dead, done went cold. Because guess what? We running from demons and not the demons running from us. Hmm. Let that sink in a minute. But when they seen Jesus, they asked him the question, have you come to torment us before our time? So they even know that they got a set time. Hmm. And we walks around like we got all the time in the world. We act like we walk around like we ain't got no end time. We just go on and on and on and on and on. Come on, somebody. Without regarding the time that we're living in. But these demons, they recognize the fact that they had a set time and they wanted to know that's Jesus, are you come to torment us before the time? It sounds like it would behoove us to get in a hurry. Huh? Because we know not the day nor the hour. Come on, somebody. When the Son of Man is going to come. So guess what? You ain't got no time to fool around. We ain't got no, we ain't got no more time to be a fool. Come on now. That's just putting the point blank. And they saw, now listen to what this one. She said, they saw a good ways off a herd of many swine feeding. And the demon begged Jesus. Lord have mercy. Have any of pleaded with y'all lately? <laughs> Have any of y'all pleaded with you to give us another way out? Don't just cast us out into nowhere. Because, see, they want a place to go. Uh, but you know what they're saying? They ain't got to go nowhere. You know what they're saying? I'm going to sit right here. You can't cast me nothing. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I'm going to make this my home. Jesus for permission. 
Huh? We don't ask him for permission for nothing. We just do it. Huh? We don't ask God to give us permission to do nothing. We just do it until it don't work out. Then we want him to come and fix it. Huh? Ain't that the way they do it wrong? We just do it. And then when we done went over the top and can't climb back over, that's when we holler, oh Lord, can you help me? Oh Lord, can you fix it? Huh? Oh Lord, can you throw me a lifeline? Pull me up out of this mess I done got myself in. Huh? But if you had to ask for permission, you would have known whether or not it was okay for you to do it. But we don't ask the Holy Ghost anything. We just do it. You know what that said? You're not walking by faith. You're still walking by your flesh. Your flesh is still in control. You do things according to you. Not according to God. You don't even bother about going ask the daddy for anything. You just do it till it don't work out. And then you holler, daddy, 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 can you fix it? Come on, somebody. God is not just your rescuer. He also your preventer. He keeps you from falling into Ditches that he that he did not intend for you to fall in, but because you went off on your own, you fell in the ditch. And then you wonder how you got there. But the demon, they asked for permission to leave. <laughs> I like that one. The demons asked Jesus for permission, Donnell, to leave. Can we please leave and go into them swine that we'll have a place to live? Jesus already knew what the reaction was going to be because they were wild animals. They didn't, they didn't know how to experience dealing with demons. So he said, sure. So he told them to go, be gone. He didn't give them no more time to talk. He said, get, in other words. And they ran into the swine, and the swine went down the hill madly and drowned themselves. Wow. Now, you know what the demons be doing to you. They be trying to run you mad. Huh? Now you know... <laughs> Now you know why when, 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 when you get these strange feelings and these strange attitudes, you need to check the spirit that done got hold of you. Huh? Now he's trying to get you to run violently. Now he's trying to get you to stay away from the house of God. Now he's trying to get you to turn your back on God. Now he's trying to get you to walk without faith. You need to check out what demon done got hold of you. Come on, somebody. Jane, you ought to hush, man. There comes a time <coughs> and the demons 
demonstrated to us whether we whether we see it or not. There comes a time that where every knee shall bow. See, he didn't say some knees, did it? He said every knee. That included the demons. That included the devils got to bow. Every knee. Earthly and heavenly. Every knee is going to bow. And every tongue is going to confess. Jesus, you Lord. You Lord, Jesus. You Lord. Huh? Them demons were professing already. Oh, Lord, you, 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 you Lord, Jesus. Just give us a way out. God been trying to give you a way out ever since you came to church. He just won't take it. Come on, somebody. And they call it obedience to the word of God. Is your way out. Amen. Amen. Every tongue gonna confess. And most of them won't be by faith. Uh-uh. But by judgment. See, Lamb is gonna wait to judgment day to recognize who he is, and that day gonna be too late. A lot of them are going to wait to judgment day and recognize that they've been disobedient to the faith and that's also going to be too late. Wow. Why do you think that he said that judgment must first begin at the house of God? Uh -oh. So it must begin with us at the house of God. Huh? And then where shall the ungodly those that did not obey faith by obedience. The ungodly and the sinner, them that just don't care. You know, you know sometimes you can get that attitude, I just, just don't care. I do what I want to do. Come on now. Break in the road of the house and steal all her food. I just don't care. Uh, this is the kind of spirit that jumps on folks that I don't care spirit. Y'all know that other word, but I just don't give a hoot. Come on now. That spirit is running rapid right now. Amen. So you got to watch it. You got to watch your non-productiveness -pro -pro in God, you got to watch how you sit still in the kingdom because you could very well come stagnated. And anything gets stagnant, stinks. And one thing we don't want to do, we don't want to stink in the nostril of God. Come on, somebody. And Jesus then already left you a clue that when I return, I want to find faith in the earth. He had already left you a clue what he's looking to find in you. He's looking to find faith in the earth. Amen. Well, Here's a good one. Let's go to James 21. 
Get back to much uh, Jane, the second chapter twenty one and through twenty four. I might not go into chapter three tonight, but I'm gonna get real close to it anyway. I said I might not. I didn't say I wouldn't. <laughs> James chapter 2, verses 25 through, no, 21 through 24. Am I in the right place? Let's read, please. Was not Abraham our father? And when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar, seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled which said, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. Ye see then, a man is justified and not by faith only. Well, hold it right there. Abraham was a prime example of faith in action. Come on, somebody. And was shown to be justified, made acceptable unto God by his work of obedience. Amen. And you can you can take it all the way back when he told Abraham to leave his father's house and go to a place that where he would show him. So guess what? Abraham struck out blindfolded as to where he was headed. All he know is I'm being led by God. Let the Holy Ghost take the lead today. This man was going to a country that he knew not of. But God said for him to go, leave your father's house. Oh, one thing for certain, Jane, we can't leave some kid folk now. We got to drag them along. Huh? We got to go get our third cousin on our daddy's side because they were good to me last week. Come on now. <laughs> Margie got to go back and pick up her folks because she can't do without them good desserts they be cooking. So you know what that'll sign up? Sometimes we'll let our belly get in the way of God and won't do what God want us to do because of our appetites. Huh? Our wants and our desires get in our way. Huh? You still looking at King Uzziah? 
You can't see the Lord lifted up because King Uzziah is in your eyes. Come on now. We still got some Uzziah sticking in there, ain't we? Well, we can't do exactly what God wants us to do. So, if the faith that you got don't work obedience to God, you don't have any faith that belongs to God. You might say, I got some faith. Well, yeah, but who do it belong to? <laughs> if it's not working obedience, it don't belong to God. Come on now. You got to make sure that it, the, the faith that you got don't belong to one of them other gods. Working faith been here since the book of Genesis. It ain't just got here. Faith been working ever since the book been written. So, we have no excuse for not knowing what faith is and how faith works. We got a whole book to tell us how it works. We got a whole book that's proven faith, how it works. Come on, somebody. If Moses didn't have no faith, the Red Sea would have never departed. The children of Israel would have never crossed over to the other side because that one man had faith in God. And God said, I'm a deliverer. God said, I'm going to bring them out. And God, and he had faith enough to believe God that he was going to bring them out because he sent one man down to Egypt and brought out a nation of Israel. Now you tell me what was working. Amen. So God saw Abraham's faith by his works. Huh, Jane? By offering up to God his son of the promise, Isaac. Because God asked for him, Abraham was obedient to the call. Wow. Let's go and take a peek, a real quick look at Abraham. Obedience in Genesis chapter 22 right quick. Genesis 22. We'll go ahead and hit it from verse 1. Understand this tempt in this is tested. 
God, you can change that and say, and God tested and proved Abraham. Amen. Verse 2 says, and he said, take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Mord, and offer him upon the mountain which I will. Wait a minute. Take you what you love and bring it to me. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Huh? Take that which you love and give it to me. <laughs> Boy, y'all be running out of the book of Genesis, wouldn't you? Huh? Hey, I can see you now trying to run to do the running, man. Huh? Yeah. Because <laughs> you still got to obey. <laughs> that which you love and bring it to me. Wow. Uh-huh. Tempted with evil. Yeah. Tempted to do evil. <laughs> now they tempted you to do evil. And you got to understand this too. God, you got to understand this. God was asking Abraham for a sacrifice. Yes, sir. In the Hebrew, it is Nashoth. It is, uh, it says to prove or try. Right. Tested and proved. Yes, ma'am. Verse 3 says, And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him, Isaac his son, and clave the wood of the burnt offering and rose up and went into the place which God... He rose early in the morning. That means that he didn't hesitate. Come on, somebody. He might have thought about it in his sleep, but when it was time to wake up and do the will of God, he hopped right on up and he got on his horse or his donkey and he saddled him up with the wood. He took two of his servants with him and he said, y'all, let's go yonder to meet the Lord. Wow. You ready to give him anything you love? <laughs> um, isn't it amazing that God asked us for some simple things brother God asked you for your heart and you can't give it to him he didn't ask you for your son or your daughter's life he asked you for your heart give me your whole heart 
and you can't give him that. Wow. So how would we been able to make a greater sacrifice? We wouldn't have been able to get make a greater sacrifice if we couldn't make the smaller one. Yes, sir. God asked you, I ain't asked you to do nothing. Yes, sir. And so they don't realize they have started a ball that is rolling and is called rebellion and then anything. And actually, they backslide when they don't give God what he asked to tell them to give him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We can take it from the Bible, but we can't take it from the prequel. And God won't your yes, sir. Boy, he'll put one on you. Mm -hmm. Short nowadays. Will all will, will not live out the balance of his days. Mm-hmm. Won't live out the balancing of your days. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. This is tighter than it was ten years ago. You know, ten years ago you had you 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 had God, God wasn't sending stuff like this. Now this is a new day. This is a new era. God sending some tough stuff to eat because guess what? It's close to time for you to get up out of here, and you got to be ready to get up out of here. And if you don't let God get you ready to get up out of here, you ain't going. The church, it has happened. Nothing. Ain't gonna work. Ain't working. Split the wood for the burnt offering. 
So everything that Abraham did, he was showing progress toward what God asked him for. Did y'all see that? He worked toward what God had asked him for. He didn't sit and fumble around. God, I'll serve you for the balance of my day. The balance of your days might be tomorrow. So he, you didn't have a good bargain. <laughs> huh? Since God is over life and death, huh? He's in control of life and he's in control of death. How can you bargain with him for the balance of your days? The balance of your days may come tomorrow. Come on now. Don't you remember what he told the, 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 the rich man? The, when, when he built his bigger barn? Oh foolish man, do you not know that your soul is required of you this day? Wow. So, and he went to the place of which God had told him. Y'all would make all kind of issues with the GPS that it gave you the wrong direction. You couldn't find the highway. Huh? The mountain that you saw that God pointed to when you got there didn't look like the same mountain. You had all kind of excuses while you wasn't on time. Just like you do now. But we expect God to be an on-time God. But we want to give God what part of our time that we want to give him. Hello. Makes you wonder. God probably, probably looking at you asking, probably asking you, who's in charge here? Me or you? Who gives the orders? Me or you? Whose plan is it? Yours or mine? Who brought you salvation? You or me? How are you going to get the glory without me? So how is you in charge? How is your plan working over God's plan? Going to be a whole bunch of disappointed folks. When they get the glory. Huh? Amen. It ain't no make no difference because you be shouting hallelujah and glory. 
You're going to be glorying right on down. Huh? Come on, somebody. Your glory still can take you straight down. If you weren't obedient to the faith, me, you, and every person that is born on the face of this earth is not obedient to the faith, hell is waiting on us. Amen. So he went to the place. The fourth verse said, Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place three days. And he did not change his course. Three days, he was headed to offer up his son's life to God and he was not turned around. God gave you three days. Oh my Lord. Oh God, I done come to the conclusion you really didn't mean that. Three days to find the other antenna. Oh Lord, you must have meant something else. <laughs> You would get in your mind and you would try to change some of the words that God said to you to make it fit your situation. He didn't he, that's what he really didn't mean. That, 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 was, that was a trick question. God don't do trick questions. Come on, somebody. God said what he mean and he mean what he said. Amen. Shoot. <laughs> Just for another laugh. He'd have asked, asked Amma for my she because she'd have took him Jane. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Because I know God didn't mean that. Me and, me and Pastor Wood came and got you, D. You didn't <laughs> Three days this man was traveling. That God gave him three days to be disobedient. Wow. He had three whole days to disobey the will of God. God better not give you 24 hours. Come on now. We can't, we can't obey the Holy Ghost after the second hour. Let's know three whole days. Fifth verse says, And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide you here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again. You would have took them with you because you would have wanted them to stop you. <laughs> you would have wanted interference. 